Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tears of Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode 272.5, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great mysteries with creepy and weird childhood memories. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Alright, so if the theme seems weird, stick with me. I promise this will hopefully make sense. But my two picks are mysteries that both have an adult protagonist reckoning with a mystery that dredges up childhood memories or experiences that sort of muddy the water, so to speak, when it comes to that mystery. So my first pick is The Missing Years by Lexi Elliott. It is about a young woman named Elsa who inherits half of a house from her mother who has just passed away. And the other half belongs to her father who unfortunately disappeared when she was a kid about 25 years ago. So because her father is technically still missing and he hasn't been declared dead or presumed dead and he owns the other half of this house, Elsa can't just sell it. So she moves in with her younger sister, who has just been cast in a play in Edinburgh. The house is in the Scottish Islands, by the way, a little bit outside of um, the city. Almost immediately, Elsa and her sister notice weird stuff going on. What appears to be break-ins. They suspect people coming into the house and messing with their things, but they have no proof. And it's kind of like on that line of like, am I imagining this or was that thing not there when we were home last? And also just the fact that Elsa always seems to have like a headache when she's in the house and she doesn't sleep well. So she's not really superstitious, but other people in this small community definitely are. And there's just a series of weird events that go on throughout the book that make her think that something is going on. Like, it's not all in her head. Not to mention her sister um, ends up getting a new girlfriend. And this girlfriend claims that she has this psychic gift. And she also says some weird stuff about their house. But also not the superstitious type at all. And she thinks that it's more likely that the locals just don't want them around because before her father disappeared, he made off with a lot of money. And even though it's been like 25 years, people are still really upset about it. But as things keep happening and it becomes a little bit more extreme and harder to ignore, Elsa begins to kind of doubt her sanity and her memories of living in this house as a kid, her memories of her father and even herself now. So I really enjoyed this book because I felt like it had a really good, like, is it supernatural or is there a perfectly good, reasonable explanation for all this stuff kind of vibe going on in the mystery? And it does a really good job of kind of looking at, like, the repercussions of, you know, what happens when there's a mystery like a missing father and you never get closure, you never find out what happens, like, how does that shape a person and how does that affect them as they grow into an adult? 
I really enjoyed the dynamics between Elsa and her younger sister, who is actually technically her half-sister, so they have different fathers. And living in this house just really forces Elsa to confront her feelings about her dad's disappearance in order to repair her relationship with her sister. The setting is also really great. It totally made me want to go to Scotland right away. And so this was just like a really great kind of under the radar pick that was totally immersive and definitely so good that I want to pick up the author's newest book right away. So again, that is The Missing Years by Lexi Elliott. And my second pick is a book that I read a couple of years ago when I was first getting into audiobooks. And I also picked this one because it gave me kind of a similar, like, is it supernatural or not vibes. And so that book is The Last Day of Emily Lindsay by Nick Joseph. And this book is about a detective named Stephen who has always had this one really weird, recurring, horrible nightmare his entire life. And it's like a really bizarre nightmare, and he can't explain it. He's tried to get help for it. He's adopted, and so his parents really don't know a lot about like the first year, two years of his life. And so they even don't know why he has this nightmare. But whatever it is, it's bad enough that he's, you know, tried drugs, he's tried all sorts of therapy, it actually broke up his marriage, but it's just like not going away. So he's kind of just resigned to the idea like that this is it, I just have to live with this for my entire life. But then he is assigned the case of Emily Lindsay. And Emily is this popular blogger who one day is found like just completely covered in blood that is not her own. And they don't really know what happened to her and she won't talk about it. So all she does once the police get involved and take her into, you know, custody and take her to that hospital, all she does is just draw this symbol. And this symbol is something that Stephen knows really, really well because he's been obsessed with it his entire life as well and has researched it. And he's never once seen the symbol anywhere other than in his nightmares. So naturally, this becomes a big mystery for him. Not only does he have to figure out what happened to Emily, but he also has to figure out what the connection is between her, the symbol, and his dreams and perhaps his own past. So this book, really great. It is actually a dual point of view. So while Stephen's story is the main one and it is the driving force of the novel, his chapters are interspersed with these like brief scenes into a bunch of kids living in an orphanage where something very unsettling and sort of sinister is happening. But the kids and the reader don't know what that is yet. So you're reading Stephen's mystery, but then you're also trying to figure out like what's going on with kids. So I inhaled the audiobook, which is narrated by Victor Bavine, and I was really just totally immersed and genuinely surprised at a few of the twists. So that is The Last Day of Emily Lindsay by Nick Joseph. And that is it for me, book nerds. I hope you are all staying safe this weekend. That you're well stocked with books and you are looking forward to something great to read. Thank you so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink, and to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book lovers find us. 
Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books and Very Sussy Cat, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back in a couple of weeks with more All the Backlist and next week with Liberty on All the Books for new book recommendations. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend. Oh, 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 oh,